This is a podcast from Minute Media. Sox fans, here are the Bastards of Boston Baseball. Hello everyone and welcome to another episode of the Bastards of Boston Baseball. Just to kind of kill the time while the Owners in the union fight like schoolgirls. We are doing another episode of Roast the Host. Charlie Smith on the hot seat tonight. We have 20 questions total for him. Jason Kelly and I will each ask the 10 that we came up with. And uh, a lot of it will be uh, baseball related, but there'll be some personal twists in there as well. So you guys ready? I'm ready. Let's do this. And this is both your first show in quite some time. Yeah, yeah, I think it's been a month. Yeah, it's been a couple of weeks, I think. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, Andrew and Job uh, did the um, did the reaction show last week to the cancellation of the game. So good that you guys are uh, dusting off your microphones. But there it is. There it is. Go ahead, Jason. Uh, hit hit him hard with your first one. All right, all right. Let's lead it off with uh, Charlie. What is your least favorite thing about Bostonians? My least favorite thing about Bostonians. This is actually so. This is all right. So there's. It's not just Bostonians. I think it's everybody in Mass. So there's this expression that we use, and and I'm cautioning if you need to mute the next two seconds called mass holes um people in boston don't like to use turn signals uh i've almost been hit three or four times because people aren't paying attention on the road i'm gonna say that's probably the number one thing that drives me absolute batty because i drive a lot i drive an hour to work an hour back and driving not too far away from the heart of boston is super frustrating when cars come over two lanes to you know make a right turn and completely almost like nail me in the process. That's probably like my biggest pet peeve about like driving the heart of Boston. People do not know how to drive. It's fair. I, I tend to be one of those drivers from time to time. So guilty as charged. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's definitely true. Yeah. Yeah. I have a little cussing fest in my car. It's, it's awesome. It's a good time. <laughs> Boston drivers are notoriously aggressive and uh lack the blinker at times as they do not know how to use the blinker it's optional in boston when i drove from lewiston maine down to south carolina it was a we split it up into two days we thought we're going to do it in one ended up uh taking a pit stop in fredericksburg virginia for the night the worst city I drove through by far, where I almost got into like four different accidents, was Harrisburg, Pennsylvania. <laughs> Just random, wasn't really expecting it. No way. And uh, yeah, so I. Okay. Yeah. 
I maybe someone in the audience uh, can vouch for that, but yeah. All right. So I'll start off easy, Charlie. What is your caffeine intake of choice in the morning? So I am a member of the 899 Panera Bread Coffee of the Day. So you pay $9 a month. And if you uh, end up wanting to take advantage of that, it's 100% Colombian roasted beans, but iced coffee. And that's how I kick off my morning. I order that 15 minutes before I arrive to Panera, get my cup, fill it up, get back in the car. I'm at work in another 15 minutes. It's lit. It's awesome. It's a great way to start the day. That is my caffeine of choice right there. A little bit of coffee kick. I wasn't expecting Panera to be the... uh... Yeah, man. Panera's got... I used to be a Dunks kid, and I realized, I was like, man, I'm dumping 20 bucks a month or 20 bucks a week into Dunks. That's a lot of money. So I wonder if I can find like a more affordable, like economical option. And my friend said, hey, why don't you try Panera? They have free coffee. I was like, what? Free coffee? Okay, cool. And I didn't do coffee before this too, which is crazy. Anybody who knows me knows I, I never really did it. And uh, yeah, so they're like, yeah, try it out. It's like free for the month of December. So I was like, all right. So for all you guys who are listening, if, if you guys don't know this, if you've never done Panera's coffee trial, you get the first month for free. After that, it's $8.99 if you don't cancel. Um, but it's it's worth it. If you think about it, if you do it five, six, seven times in the month, like once every three, four days, you're getting your money. It's it's a it's literally a dollar of coffee. It's nothing. Worth it. See, I'm still just a fan. I'm just brewing it at home, and you know, having just having coffee at home, not having to actually go out anywhere for it. So that's nice. You you don't make coffee. See, I I probably messed that up too. Oh, that's, that requires too much too much work in the morning. Oh, it's not that hard. No, it's not. Yeah, that's true. I mean, um, most people now typically, I, I don't know too many people that make their own coffee. I know one person who does it like the with a grinder and everything, like real old fashioned. A lot of people now are moving to Keurig too, but those aren't so great for the environment. I heard like someone said like those little cups, like they're not biodegradable or something like that. You can't recycle them or something like that. I don't really know. Um, but I mean, I don't know many people now that are like in our age bracket that isn't like, oh, coffee? Sure. I just can't have it past like 4 p.m. That's bad. It's crazy. I'm the oldest on this crew, and uh, I guess I'm representing the uh, the energy drink generation. Um, I, I love the taste of Red Bull more than anything, but I, um, I drink the Monster Rehabs because they're basically sugar-free it's like a couple of grams but um, so so to your to your point terry i actually always do carry two red bulls in my bag because before the panera kick if i didn't get coffee i needed a red bull in the morning to get fired up so red bull would do that so i always have two with me i have a a membership to a wholesale club uh and uh you can buy what i think it's like a pack of 24 for 40 bucks which is nothing so Red Bull's a, a, a great option, too. One of those two. So coffee, Red Bull, hybrid. There we go. Go ahead, Jason. Okay. Um, who is the Yankees player that you hate the most from the last 20 years? Oh, Derek Jeter. That was easy. Yeah, that's it. Just him. I think he I, – I think – oh, my God, that, that, that goes without saying. And, um, and, and I'll, uh, I'll explain why. I think he's one of the most overrated shortstops ever. And, and 
I think the reason why he was so loved and lauded was because he was a Yankee. If he was a Cincinnati Red or a Baltimore Oriole, no one would still be thinking that he was like the best shortstop of all time. Number two belongs to DJ. Overrated. Completely overrated. I think if if I had to find a pitcher that I found annoying in New York or a player that I found annoying, it was probably... Because that's who I hate the most. But like secondarily, like the person who I found just annoying was just Michael Pineda. Just because of that stupid cheating incident, I found him to be the, just one of the dumbest people of all time. Um, my fa- One of my favorite players of all time is a Yankee, and that's Mariano Rivera. So I, I absolutely loved him. When he almost became a Red Sox, I was jumping for joy years ago. Makes sense. I mean, I just, I guess I was surprised because I still think that there's like a modicum of respect towards Jeter, even, even in Boston. So I'm just surprised that it was like that quickly. It's like, no, Derek Jeter. Oh no. Oh no. Absolutely. Derek Jeter. He's, he's like, as a ball player, sure. As a human being, POS. Like, I mean, DJ actually sent a girl home from his condo penthouse suite whatever he sent the same girl home twice and didn't even know it with like a goodie bag thank you bag so like there aren't too many stories of players in new york that have done something like that and gotten away with it the only reason why it became a huge story was because he sent the same girl like it was a girl that he met later on in life again and did the same thing to her again like dude what you just that just that rubbed me the wrong way i'm like dude that's someone's that's someone's daughter like, come on, man. You did it twice. Classless. I used to say Gary Sanchez because he's a punk. I mean, we've seen it not so much in the last couple of years. But now he's kind of moved to my favorite list because all the Yankee fans hate him. So I'm like, oh, I like him now. Sit. How, how do you hate a guy that took a shot to the nuts? Like, do you remember that day? Like, yeah. you could see it actually happen. and Everyone in the stadium went... Ooh, like you felt the pain. I was at Hooters when I saw that, and I remember thinking, oh, my God. I looked down, and I was like, I'm sorry. Like, that hurt. Like, every guy felt that pain. And he he took it like a champ. So as much as he's annoying to, like, Yankees fans, I, I felt bad for him that day. And I usually end up drafting him in fantasy baseball stupidly. All right. Who is your favorite non-MLB athlete not named Tom Brady? Well, okay. I'm going to take a moment now. Uh, My favorite non-major league baseball athlete that is not named Tom Brady. Whose jersey are you going to so, wear? That is so hard because I actually watch a boatload of other sports in the United States. Or can we go global? You can go global. You want to go soccer? I think my favorite athlete, someone who I grew up watching because my mom's side of the family uh, is from South America, would be Ronaldinho. So for those that ever watched soccer, Ronaldinho was um, one of the most gifted players with um style and passing and shooting he made everyone around him better and um i I think to not mention that like the 90s and early 2000s were 
that's when he blossomed. He played for some of the best uh, best club teams. Um, when he went over, every, when everyone thinks of soccer, everyone thinks of Messi. And when you ask Messi who is your favorite player, he would say Ronaldinho when he played with them and even after the fact. Even now that Ronaldinho is uh, no longer playing, uh, Messi and him still have an amazing relationship. And players that have played with him have never said anything bad about him. But like as far as one of my favorite players, oh my god! Like if if someone were to say, "Oh, do you want to watch the you know, do you want to watch an old Brazil game?" Absolutely, from the '90s, sign me up, all day, every day. I'm not a soccer guy, but I have heard of him. So there's there's a couple there's Ronaldo who plays for Portugal who's also up there for me, and then Ronaldinho who is uh, the guy who came before him. Brazil had another guy named Ronaldo as well. So Ronaldo's a popular name. Uh, there's three very well-known Ronaldos, two Ronaldos and one Ronaldinho. Two are from Brazil, one's from Portugal. You probably know the one from either Brazil in the early 90s, mid-90s, or the Ronaldo that plays for Portugal now, who people think is, people say he's arguably the best player in the world and maybe the prettiest too. I think uh, Jason might might know what I'm talking about. I'm definitely thinking of the mid '90s one. But... So Brazil Ronaldo. Yeah. Yep. Go ahead, Jason. Okay. Um, who is your current celebrity crush? Oh man, my so my celebrity crush that I've actually had for over ten years, over fifteen years, has been Zoe Saldana. I loved her in literally any movie she's been in. Even when she was blue, she was still beautiful in Avatar. Uh, I have, I've, I've just always had a crush on her. Like she would probably, she would be one of the only people that if she walked by and, and said hi to me, I would forget to say hi back. And I used to work in the industry, but I've, I've always been impressed with her work. But like even before I even got into that industry, like full time, always had a thing for her i think zoe saldana is gorgeous she's absolutely beautiful it's a solid choice yeah i commend you on that one. I, I, I love zoe saldana like and people know that too they're like oh yeah who's charlie's celebrity it's zoe saldana it's 100 percent good actress too that's always great she's beautiful and she's incredibly talented like you I, you cannot find a bad movie with her in it it's impossible I like Jennifer Lawrence. That's my pick. Oh yeah, what's her? What's her? Isn't it like Three Fingers? Isn't that her thing from that movie? Yeah, Hunger Games. I, th- I think it's Three Fingers. I actually didn't get into that too much, but there's been so many others uh, recently. Don't look up. <laughs> that was. Just... I haven't seen it. Have you seen that, Jason? No. I I haven't seen it, but I've heard about it. Yeah. Yeah, it's good. This general, uh, he's like a four-star general, and they're at the White House, and he. He scams them all out of like $20 each because he gave them free snacks from the break room. <laughs> and she just couldn't get over it the whole movie. She's like, he charged us $20. And uh, it was just funny, especially when she found out that it was all free because everything in the White House is free. But yeah, she's my favorite. Um, cool. All right. I think I'm up, actually. So best 90s band. Best 90s band. Well, I'm going to have to go with the guys that really got me into punk rock, and that's Blink-182. 
I've been liking them for a long time. And if, uh, you know, some people say that, um, you know, careers go to die when you go to Las Vegas, I'm going to say it right now, man. If I get to see you in Las Vegas and you're still there, your career is not dead. I still love Blink-182. And it doesn't, even when uh, Tom DeLong left and uh, had a couple of side projects, he did, um, I think it was what, Boxcar Racer, I think, right? That was one band he had. He had Angels and Airways, which was really, really good. Um, Mark Hoppus and uh, Travis Barker started Plus 44. Um, But when they got back together for like a reunion, it was like my childhood was restored. It was like, High school all over again, coming back. Um, yeah, Blink One Eight Two. Easy. Oh, that's that might be one of the easiest responses so far tonight. I, I'm a classic rock and country guy, but even I like Blink One Eighty Two. Yeah, for me, it's okay. a, the harder rock stuff. Early Godsmack, Godsmack in the nineties. Okay, that's where it was at. That was big in high school. Yeah. All right, Jason. Yeah, up. I. Oh, go ahead. Oh no, no. I was gonna say, like, I remember, like, uh, I, I, wasn't Godsmack also like Godsmack, Blink One Eight Two, some of these other bands weren't they all on like the now? That's what I call music. weren't they all on those CDs and those little cassettes back in the nineties too? They definitely. I'm were. Sure, yeah, I'm pretty <laughs> sure they were too. Yeah. Yep. All right. Um. What's a ballpark that you want to visit the most that you haven't already been to? Uh, this is probably going to be the easiest answer. Oh, God, there's, there's, I mean, so many things that I've, I've been talking about with a lot of folks, too. Um, I really want to go to Wrigley, and I've never been to Wrigley. Uh, my father and I talked about going to visit um, Wrigley together. We were going to go to Jacobs Field together. We're supposed to see Old Tiger Stadium together, but uh, Wrigley Field, I remember the first time I saw it, I was like, like, dad it's like still really old though they've got the tree stuff in the yeah, i couldn't think of the word vines but tree stuff out in the outfield like that doesn't that's not a ballpark and he said no 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 that's that's actually a ballpark and uh for me i just the the throwback we talk about the rich illustrious history of the sport and wrigley field is one of those two stadiums that if you haven't had the opportunity to see you need to go do it wrigley is the answer to that one 100 percent. yeah that's that one's definitely on my list too. Yep, I've I've actually been to Wrigley. It's uh, I've only been to three parks, but that is one of them. And yep. um, around the stadium, like outside, it really is in a neighborhood. And mm-hmm. there, there are restaurants immediately around the stadium, but it's uh, definitely a cool experience, and I'm, I'm sure you'll love it. Yeah, Wrigley. When I, I definitely plan to make it out there. Um, when I was when I was watching baseball in the uh, mid '90s, late '90s, the one stadium that I really, really wanted to go to when I was little was the Kingdom, which was in Seattle before it became. You know, they they blew that up and they created Safeco. Uh, I just I I wanted to see where Ken Griffey Jr. played half of his season every year. Like that's why I wanted to go there. And I thought like the stadium looked kind of different, and I didn't really get why they played on turf and not grass. So there was that. That was also kind of different. I'd never seen a stadium like that. The uh, The first turf stadium uh, that I ever had gone to was the Rogers Center where the Blue Jays play. And the atmosphere is different. The roof coming off and whatnot, that's also very different. Um, but, uh, yeah, that, that was probably the first stadium. Even before, like, Wrigley was an option to, like, go see later on life, 
kingdom, I thought was just like, oh, they're in Seattle. So like, we'll just drive there. That's, you know, when you're a kid, you have no concept of distance. I was like, yeah, we'll go there tomorrow. That's how, how old is Safeco? Cause that's where they play now. Safe, Safeco has been around since early two thousands. I want to say it was, uh, Oh, four oh three no maybe maybe it's a one let me check because uh they they blew up the kingdom uh let me take a look real quick safeco field um bum, bum, bum. yeah i was gonna guess like ground. 2002 oh. Yeah, 99 is when it opened. 99 is when it opened, and they broke ground in 97, and it took, uh, it assumed the the uh, home for the Mariners when the kingdom was essentially, like, blown up, like, done. Side note, that Cubs game I went to, they basically got blanked by the Pirates. Ugh. They, the Cubs scored one home run. It was a solo home run. Hit. By Cole Hamels. That's oh my how, god! That's how they got their only run. The, their starting pitcher hit a solo. All right, I'm up next. Name a Red Sox player you initially hated, but he won you over. I can think of two. That won me over. Wow. Um, if I can't come up with a, a proper one, this is a really good question. Well done. Name a player that I didn't. So name a player that I didn't didn't like originally, but that eventually won me over. You want me to name my two? Maybe it'll spark something. You know what? Let's is are you cool if we come back to that question? Yeah, because I, I still I I, I want to come back to that one. Give me some time to, to marinate. I'm gonna think about that one. All right. Uh, Jason's up. Okay. Um, while you think about that one, I'll give you another softy. Um, name an actor or an actress who you just cannot stand. Oh, Joaquin Phoenix. <laughs> Done. Really? Joaquin really? Phoenix. I really? yeah. Joaquin no. Phoenix. Well, no. What's wrong with him? No, that's that's a that's a personal story. I I can't actually talk oh. about that one, but uh, yeah, I remember it. He remembers it. That's all I'm gonna say. Okay, yeah, I'm just gonna leave it right there. He's a weird dude off the camera, very much so. But I mean, Walk the Line was phenomenal. Ladder Forty Nine, The Joker. Oh, even though oh, I was an disturbed. actor, yeah, as an actor, there's no question. Oh, okay. But like someone that uh, what what was the question? What was an actor that I didn't like? Well, an actor or actress that you just can't stand. Not necessarily can't don't stand. like on a personal level, but just they annoy you. Oh, then yeah. let's let's re- let's retract that then. All right, so who's an actor that I can't stand? Like really crap actor. Oh man. Let's see who's bad. Cuz they're you know Outside of like Face Off and National Treasure, I I can't name something that Nicolas Cage has been in that's been like super winner. Um, 
but he's also so coveted because of his family. It's not even funny. Um, who, who else? Because that's the first person that came to mind, but who can I not stand? I'll, I'll say Nicolas Cage until I can think of someone that I really can't stand. Um, who do I think is gar? That's another good question. Who do I think is absolute garbage? Um, I never liked Hugh Grant. He was always in chick flick movies. I just that's all he did. That's all he did. That's whatever. He one dimensional. Yeah, I'm with you on that one. Um, if I could think of something better, I'll 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 say it. But like right now, the only person that's coming to my my mind is. <laughs> It's Nicholas Cage. That's a pretty fair answer. Yeah, that's a pretty fair answer. I feel so bad saying it. He was really good in Matchstick Men. If you haven't seen that movie, no, I've I've just seen so many other movies with him in it. I'm like, what are we doing? Like, like the? Did you ever see the? I think it was called The Wicker Man. Do you ever see that one? No. Hold on, let me make sure. Uh, I think it's called Wicker Man. I. Oh God! Hold on, Nicholas Cage. He has this laugh that is—it's—it's it's not a laugh; it's a cry, but it's a fake cry, and it's just—I can't unhear it now that it's there. You need to just YouTube Nicholas Cage Wicker Man cry, and it's this. <laughs> it's just it's awful it's terrible it's not believable and in acting there's this line of if you don't believe the shit you sell no one else will believe it either and i remember watching and thinking are we just making noises like what's happening what are we doing what's happening right now i like watching people do impressions of nicholas cage though because those are so good like Simon from like the Big Bang Theory does a good one on him. Oh, does it? Okay. Yeah, he's like, because he was in The Rock, which I thought was a good movie. That's a good Nicolas Cage movie, but he was. That's a decent one with him in it. Yeah, he, that's that, that that's fair. There was that part, and and uh, Simon was like impersonating it, and he was he was doing um, oh man, what's his name? Sean Connery first, and he's like, you know. Alcatraz used to be a fort in the Civil War. And then he jumps into Nicolas Cage and he goes, well, yeah, that's just wonderful to hear. And maybe on the way out, we could stop by the gift shop. But right now, I just really want to find some rockets. <laughs> now I got to see this now. Yeah. Now I got to see this. It's on YouTube, but it was just funny. So sometimes it's funnier to see impressions of him. I, I did like maybe 30% as good as uh, as what he did, but... All right, here's a, here's a real softy for you, Charlie. This won't take much. I appreciate it. I appreciate <laughs> Apparently it. Apparently, we had some tough ones in there. Uh, all right, so Joe Buck, love him or hate him? I'm. I I always get a kick out of some of the things that uh, people say online about Joe Buck. He's not the worst person on TV. I will say this much about Joe Buck. I was like kind of on the, eh, all right, maybe we need to get like a new voice in here. But there are so many memories that I've, I can only picture him and his voice in that it would be hard to not have him there. But there was also something that he did that I'm not sure a lot of people did. 
just for fun when COVID happened in 2020, if you YouTube Joe Buck at home with his kid, he's announcing everything his son is doing in the announcer voice, and it's priceless. And that might have been what won me over. So until he does or says something stupid, I'm going to say for Joe Buck. I'm, I'm yeah, for I, him. I agree. I'm for him, too. Yeah. It's almost like on social media, it's it's just the cool thing to hate him. But he's had some of the most iconic calls. I mean, we've seen four Red Sox World Series, and a lot of those final calls were good. My, one of my favorites was the Altuve walk-off when he hit the home run off Chapman. Just phenomenal. I've watched that over and over and over again. The Yankees' dreams just suddenly died you know right there mm-hmm. big joe buck guy Go yep. ahead, joe buck is joe buck is the nickelback of sports broadcasters everyone <laughs> thinks they hate him but deep down they really don't um okay what who is the most annoying fan base other than yankees dodgers or astros oh god I had to take those out because I knew you'd jump to the Astros right away. Yankees, why would you assume that? Why would you go? Yeah, no, that's that's a given. Anyone that knows me knows I can't stand anything Houston, anything that comes out of Houston. I thought I knew Um, this one. I I thought I knew where you would go. So not the Dodgers, not the Yankees, not the Astros. Correct. Baseball or all sports? Just baseball. Most annoying fan base. It's not the Padres. No, really? No, I, 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 I no, because because a couple of years ago they've only been relevant for a couple of years. So now they want to start chirping as if they've been relevant. They haven't been. Um, Padre, Padres fans are, are 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 up there. It's it's really hard to find a fan base that's more annoying than Houston or New York. If you're a Red Sox fan. They're kind of one and two. Dodgers are also only relevant because they're spending a billion dollars a year, it feels like. Um, you know, Terry, now that you say that, I did have some run-ins with some Padres folks. So I'm going to say the fan, you know. I've had Terry, some. I, I think actually, I, 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 think, I think we might have to agree there. I think you're right. Uh, now they think about it. There have been a lot of folks that have chirped uh, on me when I uh, went off about Manny Machado um, multiple times, um, and they actually made like little memes of me, which is pretty awesome. Like you know, you're famous when you've been memed. Um, but some San Diego Padres fans have have gotten pretty pretty nasty. They they can take some shots. Um, outside of them, though, like. I think it's just any fans that support stupid players, like players that have just made very poor choices. Um, Terry, I think you're. I think Padres is going to win that one. I think you're right. I thank you. I appreciate that. That was hard. That was a hard one because you took you took my my cupcake away. <laughs> I was just trying to give you a nudge. That's all. Uh, I, that's that's a good nudge. This one, probably not all that hard. Best 
trilogy or movie series to binge watch? Well, if I'm thinking just trilogy, man, because the, the actors have changed in a couple of the different movies too. Um, when I think of trilogies or a series of three movies to watch with a specific set of actors, even though there's been more than three of that entire series, like collectively in its time, I'm going to go with Lethal Weapon oh, because I, I love, I love Mel Gibson and Danny Glover together. Like I think they're absolutely hilarious. And Joe Pesci. Um, and Joe Pesci. Okay, okay, okay. You can't go wrong with that. Like you just, oh, you just, you just want to hug him. But no, full well. Like, is he gonna go like Joe Pesci from that one? Is he gonna be like Home Alone Joe Pesci? Is he gonna be like Goodfellas Joe Pesci? He's one of the most underrated actors in that movie. Um, and oh God, another one. If I had to say another one, it's just because I'm a huge Paul Walker fan. Would be. Uh, three movies of the Fast and the Furious. Like it, I'm not sure which three I would pick. Um, in particular, probably the first one, uh, Fast Five, because that took place in Brazil. Um, not Tokyo Drift. That was awful. Too Fast, Too Furious. No. Uh, probably Fast Six. Fast Six, Fast Five. So Fast and the Furious and Lethal Weapon. If I had to pick like a trilogy, three movies to binge watch, it would be one of those three. Uh, one of those two uh, film uh, or one of those two groups. Who do you like, Jason? See, I'm not a Fast and Furious guy. Um, I will say, as corny as they can be, the Harry Potter series ah. isn't bad. Oh. It's not bad. It, cause That's too easy. It just, That's too easy. Yeah, but you see it getting progressively darker as it goes on. I don't know. I thought it was pretty cool. That's not... Oh, it's, oh, it's good. No, there's no question. I remember when they, they started coming out in... Um, I think the first movie was what two thousand, yeah, uh, right. We, we, we were we were like we we're kids. We we're still in middle school, um, and I remember the idea was really fascinating. It was really really cool. Um, so yeah, that's 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 safe. But if, if I had to to not go anywhere, like if I just had some popcorn, I'm just sitting relaxing. Lethal Weapon is on. That's one that's not getting the channel uh, the channel turned at all. I would go with the first three Jason Bourne movies. That's my go. Oh, okay. Yeah. Quick Those funny thing too. about the Harry Potter uh, th uh, movies. When the books were coming out, and I think this was like in the very early 2000s, maybe 2002, I was walking into a Borders bookstore and there was this kid camped out on like a lawn chair with some blankets and whatever. And you knew he was waiting for something that was more than a day away. Well, that was on a Monday and the next Harry Potter book was out on Thursday. So he was going to stay that whole time just so he was first in line. And looking back on it, the impressive thing about it to me now is smartphones didn't exist. So what the hell do you do for three days? You're just sitting in there. Mm. Yeah. I don't know which book that would have been, but I'm not a big sci-fi guy. So Star Wars, that's out. I, I did like um, Men in Black because I mean, Will Smith and Tommy Lee Jones, like what an oddly random pairing for a movie like that, that was, and it was just, it was brilliant. And I thought, but yeah, 
Go ahead, Jason. Okay. Um, name one player from a National League team that you wish was on the Red Sox. Oh, my God. Um, the NL Cy Young. Duh. Easiest pick there. I called that one. Andrew thought I was absolutely crazy for that one. Does everyone remember when I said Corbin Burns? Because I remember that like it was yesterday. I, I do, I'm and, and on, I'll I, admit I, I laughed. I, I was like, really? That guy? But You laughed, and Andrew th- right? said I was crazy or on drugs or something. And I was like, yep, the only the only the best player in the National League. That that would be the, the winner for me, easily, hands down. Kids 25 or 26 years old. Yeah, I'm a little surprised you didn't say Tatis. I was almost expecting Tatis to be the answer. I no, was no, thank you. Soto, but... Yeah. No, so Soto is Andrew's. That's that's Andrew's guy. Corbin Burns is my guy. Uh, the problem with with Tatis is is injuries. Like as, as much as it's cute, but um, I, I would just I would rather have a power pitcher like Corbin Burns. That that man's disgusting. But I mean, I get Tatis, I get Soto, I get Corbin Burns because why the hell not? Um, there's a couple other players like so, so I'm sure there's someone who would want. Um, oh God, what's uh, Nolan Arenado? You know, someone oh, like yeah. that too. I would love him. You know, yeah, you you, you love him, and you like uh, what's the name of that other guy? The uh, third baseman outfielder for Cincinnati. You're like all oh, about him. Who was it, Terry? You you wanted to sign him to like a re- five year hundred hundred fifty? Oh, Who's that one? Oh, that's um, Nick Castellanos, and I still Nick, would. Nick Castellanos. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, but 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 for me, Corbin Burns, and it's just because he was on nobody's radar, and I had him on mine, and no one else gave me credit for that until the end show. What was it like two months ago? But Corbin Burns, easily done. All right. Smart or stupid. Red Sox fans who want to trade for Craig Kimbrell. Remind me, what's his contract? One more year at relatively big money, fifteen or sixteen million. Bye. No, thank you. No, that's not a smart. That's not a smart play. And if if you see the direction that uh, whether I want it to happen or what will happen, we already know what Heim Bloom is doing, and that's not. He's not going to do something like that. So we we know what's. What's not going to happen? What I think would be, would I think that's a smart play? I, I don't. I don't because I don't know which Craig Kimbrell I'm going to get. Am I going to get the Craig Kimbrell that fell apart again when he came to Boston, or am I going to see this rejuvenated, uh, refound himself Craig Kimbrell? And even at 16 million, there are far better options for half the price. So I'm okay with that. No, thank you. Stupid move. I would say so. I mean, total head case. Chicago's going to trade him, and they'll probably get a couple of nice pieces. But then they're gonna they're gonna want to trade for a stud reliever again by again July. exactly. And the exactly o- the biggest reason they're trading Kimbrel is because you know he's a head case. He can't handle it. He couldn't handle the eighth inning. That's what right. That's what got him in his funk because their um, Australian closer there, Hendricks. Um, obviously wasn't going to give up the ninth. So, <laughs> okay. Um, what is the dumbest sports take you've seen recently on social media? It can be any sport, just the dumbest, like most outlandish sports take you've seen recently. Perhaps something from baby. Uh, n- 
you know, no, Bebe is irrelevant to me right she now is. when it comes to totally. this question. Totally. So I, I'm going to say, can you repeat that? Can you repeat that question one more time? Cause I got yeah. sidetracked yeah, in my mind for a second. What is, what is the dumbest sports take you've seen recently on social media? I think one of the dumbest ones I've seen is on social media. So I, I, I don't know if I can answer that with just one because I've seen a few. And one of them is, is a feud that I've had with one person because they think that Manny Machado's one of the most is, is one of the most underrated players in baseball, to which I responded, you must be joking. It was a direct result of me saying he's not a $300 million player. It was that tweet that blew up where I said he wasn't worth $300 million. He's only what? I, let me pull that up, actually. Let me pull up the tweet um, that started this whole darn argument. Uh, give me one second. Um, I said he's never hit 30 home runs. He's never hit 100 RBIs. He's only hit better than 279 one time. He's not a $300 million player. And people were arguing that. Um, so that was a stupid take because clearly no, not worth it. Um, another stupid take is, um, what's another, oh man. I, and I'm trying to figure out which side I want to be on for this one. Major league baseball isn't testing for steroids anymore. And people are saying, Oh, I'm not going to watch baseball anymore because of that. Um, and then, Oh God, because there, there's there's so many <laughs> there's so many issues that people have right now on social media. Um, man, what's like a solid one though? I don't want to just revert back to like a tweet that I had with somebody. Um, I may have to come back to that one too because I I have a, I I do know who changed my mind. Like someone who came to Boston where I was like, wait, why? Why did what? And then they restored my faith and uh, changed my perception of them. Um, So I have an answer for that one. For this one, I'm going to have to think about this one a little bit too. All right. This is perhaps an easy one. Okay. Which random item is going to be your next big purchase? You're going to give me a list? No, just something you want. You're like, oh, man, I'm, I'm getting this soon. Oh Jesus! Um, what do I need? I feel like I already have everything. If I need, I think most random, most random thing that I probably want to get is um, new weights or new running shoes because I've absolutely blown through them. I, I wouldn't call it like random though because they will serve a purpose come like springtime for like running and working out again. Um, I literally have everything I need right now. Like to be completely honest, like I, I, I don't need anything right now. So it'll probably be running shoes or weights. I bought uh, an e-bike yesterday. I don't know if I can get the camera up to 56 on. miles an hour, right? Terry, <laughs> 56 miles an hour. I meant to say, um, the battery, uh, will get me a range of 56 miles before it dies out. But yeah, so I drove around Myrtle beach on it yesterday and, put 40 miles on it right after I bought it, but 
So that's what there you go. that's what inspired the question. I'm like, oh, what, what does Charlie want to buy? It's got yeah, I, honestly, big it, it's going to be. It. Yeah, I, I I don't know. I I think just because of the it's it's winter too. Like winter, I don't really buy too much stuff. Like I have everything I need. Got my computer. Got my phone. Got my nice mic. Clothes is good. Shoes are good. Haven't had to worry about like running or doing anything because there's not much to. You can't really run outside. It's too darn cold and there's too much snow. Finally, the snow is going away, but it'll probably be running shoes or, or new weights. Gotcha. Yep. Okay. True or false? The Mets will win a World Series before the Yankees do. What I want to happen or what I think will happen? What you think will happen. The Mets are such a crazy dumpster fire, it's not even funny. So there's that. They have an owner that just can't seem to get out of his own way. And it's frustrating because the players that are in New York have such great talent. The problem is they can't stay healthy. That's what's frustrating about New York. Um, If... And here's the other thing about New York. I think that the Mets, the Mets have a very good chance to win a World Series before the Yankees because the Yankees are so screwed with some of their contracts right now. It's not even funny. Do I think it will happen before the Yankees? I'm going to say yes because I think if they make the right, a, a couple of pieces added in the right areas, I think the team can be absolutely devastatingly like awful for opponents and the Mets before they fell apart because of injuries they were a really good team so if if they can get a couple extra bats and, and help Jake DeGrom win more than 10 games because he's also one of the best pitchers in baseball uh, yeah the Mets can definitely be one of those teams to to fear and they signed Max Scherzer this year so for, ta-da for, so for you know I, I yep I think it'll happen if the Yankees don't fire Cashman, if the Yankees actually fire Cashman, they get someone smart in there. That's a game changer. But I don't think they're going to win one during the Cashman era. He, Cashman's a weird one too. He's made some very weird decisions in his life. You know, very odd ones. Yep, absolutely. Here's a good one. Will Trevor Bauer ever play again? No. His career is over. Uh, that ship has sailed. Um, if they if they open the door for something like that to come back into Major League Baseball, uh, then Major League Baseball will be hated even more than it already is. It's already annoying to people now. Uh, if they let Trevor Bauer back in, um, you're going to have like the Ray Rices of the world think, well, that's not right. I got in trouble for doing something stupid. How come he didn't have anything? Oh, it's because he was white. We're gonna have that argument. So I don't. I don't want to have. I don't want to have to deal with with something where it, it is. It is just as bad if you if you take advantage or you you hit a woman, you you abuse a woman, you take advantage of a woman. You're still doing something that's terrible. It's grotesque. It's it's un. It's it, there's no words for it. When I, when I heard what had happened, whether it was the, stre- the the truth was stretched to some degree or not, still most of those details being accurate are enough for me to say, yep, someone like you probably doesn't deserve to have 
you know, the opportunity to play baseball right now. And I just, I don't think that he's, he's good for the game right now. There's already so much negativity with baseball right now between the players and the owners. This is just another, like an, another issue that if we don't have to deal with it, like, or, or actually, no, we're going to deal with it by saying you're done in baseball. It's over. Thanks for coming. You're done. Well, what's first going to have to happen is MLB is going to have to hand down whatever suspension they plan on giving him. And if it's 30 or 60 days like the Chapman one, then then it gets interesting because he serves that. And then the Dodgers have to decide whether or not they want to reinstate him or release him. If they release him, some desperate team out there some fringe playoff team, like say the Phillies, for instance, they can sign him for the major league minimum and get an ace pitcher for, you know, 700,000 or whatever it ends up being. So I, I think based on that, I would say 50, 50. Yeah. I, my, my God tells me he plays again. And really, I think he's done. I think he's done. I don't want him to. I don't think that he should. It sucks, but he's going to play again. Yeah, he's he's on the he's still on the right side of you know he's he's not over thirty yet. He's still a wickedly talented pitcher. And like Terry said, if if you know, baseball only suspends him for sixty games and he comes back, the Dodgers are going to want him back because the Dodgers want to win. So yeah, he's going to pitch again. It's going to suck, and we're all going to hate it, but he's going to pitch again. It's it's honestly. Oh man, if he, if he comes back into the game, it's just going to be another headache for baseball. Like not not because he's good, because he's a good player. The problem is, it's just there's just too much that I don't know if Major League Baseball fans are going to be able to move past that. And I'll be I'll be the first one to say I was wrong about it if he ends up playing again. I'll I'll totally say that. We'll see. It'll be one of the bigger storylines this season. Hmm. Um, yep. if you know, once it gets going, but you're up Jason. Okay. This is my last one. Um, so obviously there's talks of who's going to be in the Red Sox commentary booth. So apart from the names that have already been mentioned, who's a former Red Sox player who you want doing color commentary this season? Who's a Red Sox player that I want doing color commentary? Uh, I'm I'm trying to think of the people that would make it fun, would make it interesting. You know, it, it may sound crazy. And, and, and Terry's like waiting. He's like, what's he going to say? Who, who's he going to say? I would... I mean, I've always loved Pedro Martinez, but as a color commentator, I don't think I could. I don't think I could see it happen. Who's someone that kind of made it fun? I, oh God, this is a great question. Um, who do I want? Well, the three names. Get- uh, or oh, go ahead. Uh, oh, go ahead. Sorry. I was going to say the three names getting kicked around right now, just so the audience knows if, if they're not aware. Uh, Kevin Millar, Kevin Euclid, and I think Will Middlebrooks bowed out, but he was being considered. Right. But so Kevin Millar is, is 
would be my pick if his name wasn't already mentioned. Because um, I think Millar was one of those guys when I when I remember the uh, like keep the faith from 2004. He was saying like, oh, don't give us, you know, don't don't pitch so and so game four because then you got to face Petey game five and then you know you don't know who's going to get game six and then who knows what happens for game seven. Like he was always that like kind of uh, high sprung, can't get me down guy. Um, maybe Manny Ramirez I think could be interesting in there or David Ortiz in there again just for fun because those are players that. Um, People really, really liked, and I think Manny Ramirez has had his mea culpa moment. He's apologized for some of the things that he did in Boston for going out the way that he did. Um, but I think as far as players in the last 15, 20 years that we've seen that has made the game interesting and fun, uh, Kevin Millar has to be, like, the, the first name on that list just because of the way that he was with fans. Like, he just yelled, pow, or bam. Things like that are fun. Uh, and for those that that enjoy sports like you enjoy those moments so Kevin Millar will make it fun he'll make it interesting Jason's not a big Millar guy I I don't want Kevin Millar in there I don't want four hours of stories about the 2004 team I don't want four hours of hey cowboy up fellas and dad bad lame dad jokes like no I not him I'm going to go, so my, my first, the first person that went through my mind was, was Manny Ramirez. I think it'd be interesting to hear him in there. I wouldn't mind seeing how Millar would work, but it might be bad. I, I thought Johnny Gomes was going to be awesome and he was terrible. So, so that's why I'm like cautious. He, on, he was bad. Yeah. He was bad. But. I, I'd like it to be someone from like 04, 07, you know, if, if it wasn't Millar. I, I don't think Veritech would have any ambitions. I mean, he stays away from all media. Um, I don't know if they could bring out a Trot Nixon type guy like Millar. He's got like a Southern twang going on. Uh, so I, I don't know if that plays uh, towards Boston, but hopefully someone endearing anyway that that's smart and entertaining. My my big fear is we're gonna just be another boring broadcast booth because I get the MLB package. Excuse me, as I burp on the air, um, I get the MLB package every year, and some of those some of those broadcast teams will put you to sleep. If I'm if I'm watching like a Diamondbacks Rockies game, I don't even know who their broadcasters are, but they all sound generic. They really do. So I just. Yeah. I just hope it's someone who's refresh, refreshingly and, and unexpectedly uh, good. All right. Final question for me. Uh, you can revisit the other ones after if you want. Um, mm -hmm. Whose fault is it right now with the current dilemma? Is it the owners or the players? Who are you putting it on at this stage of the game? I mean... Owners are billionaires right now. If they want to have a season, they can. If they if they were willing to give in, um, willing to give in a little bit, it, it's tough because, oh, man, who do I blame more? Shoot, I feel like the the onus falls on on the owners because if the season does not happen, what do the players get paid? They don't get paid their salary this year. 
correct? Not all of it. No, it'll be pro. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Significantly prorated. And for some of these players that are already on minimum deals or not making a lot of money, you're taking bread away off the table. And here's the thing. They're only going to have so many years of eligibility to make money. So many years where they're in the prime of their careers uh, to make the, the Buku Bucks. These players that are age 27, 28, 29, I feel bad for them because owners don't want to play ball. Owners don't care about baseball in the first month, two months of the season anyways. They don't care about March, April. They probably arguably don't care about May. It doesn't really start to kick in until June, July anyways for them. So if they miss two months of the season, owners aren't going to care. Who's going to hurt the most? The players. So who do I blame? I'm going to say owners here. I'm going to blame the owners. There's a tweet in the last hour from... Ken Rosenthal, and it says MLB is willing to increase the first luxury tax threshold if the players move in other areas, according to people with knowledge of the league's thinking. So not exactly a source. That's kind of like Rosenthal isn't one to kind of reach, but that kind of feels like a little bit of a reach to me. But we'll see what happens. All right. Go back to that one, uh, the question you wanted to come back to. Uh, a Red Sox player you initially hated but won you over. Two two good examples for me. I didn't like J.D. Drew at first, but had some postseason heroics, was kind of clutch at various points during his tenure, won me over. John Lackey, another guy, won me over. So the two names that like I, I really thought about, I was like, who, who came to Boston um, – that I, that I wasn't a huge fan of and, and why. Um, David Price was one of those guys who I didn't really like. And the reason for that was because he and, and David Ortiz had some spats. Uh, and I didn't like that. I don't like when, you, when you, you're beating our, our top player. And I appreciate the fact that David Ortiz took the high road when Price came to Boston. Um, so that's one of the two players that won me over. The other was Rick Porcello. And the reason why I wasn't a fan of Rick Porcello was because we gave up Jonas Cespedes to a guy who hadn't thrown one pitch yet and then was handed a four-year, I think it was like $82.5 million deal, and he hadn't thrown a pitch. And then the first year, he didn't really do a good job. And then the second year, he won the Cy Young over Justin Verlander, and Mrs. Verlander went off on Twitter, which only validated my, my passion for Porcello uh, even more after that. Um, but th those are the two players that I think come to mind for players that I was like, oh, God, why? But I especially hate the David Price signing because the year before, when the Red Sox signed Hanley Ramirez and Pablo Sandoval, the Red Sox could have had Max Scherzer. And because they didn't get Scherzer, they ended up getting Price as like a, a backup option the following year. And the funny part was we were paying for David Price to play for another team this year. And last year and the year before that. So it was just that way. It was really frustrating, really frustrating. So th those would be my, my two. I, I, I don't know which one I hate more. Probably price. I hated uh, price before he came here and then hated him even more. Once he got here, I hated that guy. He was so super he, clutch he though never won World me series, over. though. Yeah. He, he won me over the year that he got us to the, to the world series and he did his job. And I don't think anyone can take that away from him, man. He was super, super clutch. He did his job. I, I, I can't take that away from him. The year that he won the World Series with us in 2018, he, he blew it in the, the in the DS against um, the Yankees, but he was clutch in the World Series against the Dodgers. Clutch. 
Yeah, it, it took him till game five against the Astros to get going in that postseason. But he did it. He got the job done. Yeah, his first game against the Astros, he only pitched like four and a third because Marwin hit like a two or three run shot on him earlier in the game. And then uh, Cora didn't want him face him again. Can you imagine not wanting your guy to face Marwin and then pulling him out? That's exactly what happened. But but he uh, redeemed himself in game five. And I think he was warming up in the pen for game six. And or me or was that? I can't remember. I think no, because that only went five. So I'm getting my uh, postseason games mixed up. But that um, I guess will do it. You got there was, else wait. What the, yeah, there was one other question, uh, Jason. I think it was another question you had. Like, what was the what was the most recent sports take? A recent sports take that you thought. I'm so sorry. Like I, I meant to have like yeah. an answer for that one too. It, we, yeah, it was um, recent sports take you saw on social media that you thought was really dumb. Yeah, uh, like like recently, I, it, it's been basically baseball related. Like people kind of complaining um, over some of the rules and and some of the changes that they're making. Like people thinking that um, the sh- like eliminating the shift is a good idea. People actually saying that uh, a, a, a pitch clock is going to be a good idea for some pitchers. Because I can't wait for pitchers to go, middle finger, not happening. I'm going to keep doing what I'm doing. You know that's going to happen. That's probably That would probably be my answer for those two, um, you know, now that I've had a little bit of time to think about it. All right. Well, um, we're right at the one-hour mark, so I guess we'll wrap on that. But... Um, I think there's going to be some traction this week with the league and the players association. Maybe I'm a little more optimistic than most, but I, I think it'll happen. There's a big theory that flag day, June 15th or 14th is going to be opening day, but I'm not, I'm not a subscriber. And, um, I I think both sides are trying to get the season started, uh, as soon as possible. So, All right, so if we're lucky, we'll do another show maybe midweek, Wednesday, Thursday, if anything does develop, perhaps worst case next Sunday, but uh, we'll all just be watching and and waiting for whatever those developments end up being. Take care.